Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. My guest this morning is Steve Dimmick of Dimmick Law. As the driving force behind his law firm, Steve is committed to empowering people impacted by these challenging times, whether dealing with foreclosures, uh, on their houses, uh, struggling businesses or civil situations. Steve's experience working with accounting firms and energy industry has given him a well-rounded perspective in diverse sectors. He specializes in corporate law, commercial real estate, and civil litigation, and is here this morning to discuss with us, with me, Tara is away today, I'm flying solo, how his approach stands out from others. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, David. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. Um, so, you know, I was looking at your uh, resume and your bio, and uh, you come from the oil and, from oil and gas to law firm? Like, <laughs> how did this happen? What, what, what caused that change? It's a big change. I mean, originally, I, I always wanted to work in the oil and gas industry. Uh, when I first went into it in 2008, um, it was the financial crisis, but then there was a bit of an upswing there. And it, it was just appealing. Uh, myself, a recent University of Calgary graduate, I wanted to, um, I want, wanted to see how it was to work for a, for a big oil and gas firm. And, and I, and I uh, achieved my goal. And it was... It was a very um, interesting setup for me because I was selected uh, one out of 800 candidates. I was, an, I was an, essentially a, a new grad uh, that was put into a two-year rotational program in, in the company. And then uh, I basically had my pick of where I wanted to grow. Um, and at that time, I was a little bit more introverted. So, And I, I do have a, an accounting uh, degree as well from the university. So I thought um, utilizing my skill set with with numbers and accounting would be a good start uh, and then when I actually did get to choose where I wanted to be placed um, business development commercial management in the company uh, that was something that really interested me and um, my mentors and, and and my supervisors there like they really worked with me to to put me into into those roles um, so I, I did see some progress in it. Um, but then again, I I also saw I saw oil and gas. It's very volatile. I mean, I saw both the highs and when the highs. I mean, over a hundred dollar WTI per barrel and uh, pricing, and there was everyone was happy and there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of benefit and lots of opportunity in the company. And then the flip side of that was when uh, the company, I think after 2014, kind of looked at operate their budget, operational cuts, how do they survive some of the downturns in the industry? Um, and I, I guess that was concerning to me. And mm. I guess it happens a, across industry, but uh, that was really my first time seeing it. And I guess I didn't like it. And I just wanted to explore some other opportunities. So how did you choose law? Um, so both my parents, they were lawyers in, in Europe and in, in former Yugoslavia. Um, so... Mostly, uh, my mom didn't really talk, my mother didn't really talk about her profession too much, but I got to see my, my father in action and I was like, wow, he's, they were both corporate lawyers, but when they came here, they, they kind of understood um, some of the, uh, my, my dad especially, like he picked up some of the uh, processes for personal injury real estate files and I, and I got 
exposure to it and I liked it and I, I didn't like that I didn't have enough, I guess, knowledge to share and I like learning. So I wanted to, to pursue that. Uh, my guest this morning is Steve Dimmick from Dimmick Law. Uh, Steve, um, the last four years were challenging. It started with COVID and, and then, you know, we got into a higher interest rate and inflation. Uh, what do you see in your practice? How does it impact individuals and companies in terms of uh, bankruptcies, mortgage uh, defaults? Um, what do you see and, and how do you help people deal with this? Um, you are absolutely right. I mean... And I even uh, went on my own during COVID. And um, so if at first it was for me to gain that strength, I guess, like um, I didn't even tell most of my family when I was going to be doing it because I knew um, that they would probably panic and say, <laughs> okay, you got to wait a few years. Wait, let's see what this is. This hasn't happened. This is almost unprecedented. Let's see what happens. So um, once I had that strength to open up and to, to just take it one day at a time, Um, I did see a lot of individuals uh, struggling. So on the, um, I guess, on, on the personal side, I mean, a lot of individuals were facing issues of not being able to keep up with their basic expenses and payments month to month, their mortgages. Um, my job there was just to, each, each individual is different. Each situation is right. different. So my job there was just to really assess and, and, have that connection with each potential client or somebody that has retained us and to see what's the best way to help them. Because sometimes it's just about providing information and then providing information, well, what does it look like? Um, um, can, can these individuals work with their creditors to avoid going down, potentially having to rebuild their credit? And then bankruptcy would be essentially the last option. Like, is there a consumer proposal process? Can they work with a trustee and with creditors to partially pay back their loans? And um, um, those sorts of conversations, I, I, I do believe they were helpful to individuals. And then for businesses as well, I mean, um, you know, uh, there's always options for restructuring. And with, with recently, I guess, with, with the uh, government loan being recalled, the SIBA loan, I mean, a lot of individuals did businesses that was helpful to them, $40,000 to $60,000 uh, being provided by the government and then potential to get that forgiveness. But how do they deal with that? How do they deal with having to repay that? And that's kind of what we discussed. And uh, so what's your, uh, as a lawyer, what's your role? Are you a consultant? Are you kind of middleman negotiating for them? Or like, how does it work in the day-to-day -day if I have a problem like this? Uh, specific, like a finan like financial problem? A financial problem or other problems that were created either by COVID or by the inflation and the interest, high interest rate, which mostly is, is financial. Yes, um, I guess it depends. But um, in certain situations... It's just connecting the, uh, the individuals to the trustees, sort of papering what they're looking for, dealing, um, sending letters, um, information to their creditors. Um, and sometimes, it, a lot of times, it does help to, to have a proper reference for our, for our clients, for my clients at Demick Law, um, to these creditors, what they're facing, what they're proposing, um, what legislation we're relying on, um, And do you see uh, the creditors, whether it's the uh, lenders or any other creditors, are, are, you, are they kind of, uh, you know, coming towards the clients or are they kind of standing on their heels and, uh, you know, give us our money back? 
What, what did you see in practicality? Well, I, I'm seeing them being, I'm not sure if, sta if it's standing back, but they're being very aggressive uh, in trying to collect their funds. Um, and um, it, it is overwhelming if, like, I've, I'm seeing these types of demands maybe on a daily basis, but somebody that's uh, a customer that's not seen this kind of approach by an institution or a business going after them, it can be overwhelming. So they are being approached aggressively. Uh, a lot of their accounts are that their debts are being passed to uh, collections agencies and we step in with these businesses or go to collections agencies and politely but firmly have them back off and have them, it is true. <laughs> do, I mean, do, do they back off? Most of them, yes. I mean, they are very open to dealing with us and exploring options with with our clients rather than them um, just pursuing with the enforcement mechanisms for individuals and businesses. Would you say that communication is key instead of, uh, you know, hiding from them? You should never hide, definitely, whether it's creditors or if, if unfortunately those creditors are pursuing you in court, uh, the worst thing you can do is ignore. Um, somebody files a claim against you, you have 20 days to respond. That's flexible uh, if you have counsel, but um, don't ignore it. Because if you ignore it, then the other side could potentially get a default judgment against you and have all sorts of other uh, avenues of pursuing their debt against you. My guest this morning is Steve Dimick from Dimick Law. Steve, we have to take a commercial break. And uh, we have to also thank our sponsor, Calgary Economic Development, for being a sponsor for uh, the last two and a half years. And we'll be back with you following the commercials. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Steve Dimick from Dimick Law. Steve, um, let's talk a little bit uh, on, on a bigger picture. Everybody complains about our legal system and Claims take years and years and years to the point that sometimes, you know, it makes no sense to go for a claim or it, by the time you get judgment, it's already ir completely irrelevant. How is there is there a fix? How can we fix? What, what are the lawyers saying to, to the government or to whoever make the decisions on how to fix and how to improve the legal system? So the public, when they have a claim, um, you know, can at least get... I don't know if justice is the right word, but, but, but at least judgment in a timely fashion. Yeah, in a timely fashion, I mean, on, uh, our firm does a lot of civil commercial litigation. Um, and what happens, I mean, uh, a lot of our processes and procedures are governed by the Alberta Rules of Court. And there are timelines within the rules and there are deadlines that have to be dealt with. And, and from my side, when, I'm, when I have a Demiclaw client, I, I try to ensure that that's expedited. So for example, somebody files their statement of defense um, and we have three months to produce our client's affidavit of records if our client is making a claim. I try to do that within the first few weeks rather than wait the entire three months. Again, it's file dependent, but... So from our side, and I, and I believe... Uh, 
my my friends in, in the uh, my lawyers in the legal industry would back that up that if they're on top of those files um, there are ways to push them through now what I saw at least in my experience thus far uh, there's been a lot of individuals that have had issues just accessing legal services access to their fair share of justice and um, well, why is it It, it, it was costly, I guess. There, part of it, um, my understanding is on historically, there was more, um, historically there was more options available to individuals. Like for example, the government through legal aid, Alberta provides coverage for a lot of criminal files, mm -hmm. a lot of family files, and some case dependent civil files. My understanding again, historically is that On the civil side, maybe there was more coverage. Um, so uh, that limits uh, individuals facing certain matters like on the civil side to, to retain counsel. Um, lawyer referral uh, program, uh, which was effectively managed by the Law Society of Alberta, uh, that, my understanding is it went away a few months. That's when you could dial in um, and get uh, uh, up to three lawyers, 30 minutes free consultation. Um, that again was difficult to manage. So um, it, it it looks like that option is gone as well. But again, where that goes back to our firm um, is we have options on our website when you contact us to offer those at least 15 minute free consultations to assess uh, or to assess if we can assess that individual um, and um, hopefully uh, work on their case. But uh, what I uh, experienced in the past uh, through my company is that um, basically uh, lawyers control the time, not just the court. How, how can we push our lawyers to do it faster? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, people have to realize that um, clients are my boss. You guys are my boss. I take a Demiclaw or all the lawyers, I would assume, would tell you the same. They should that we take our instructions from you in co collaboration with you with the legal knowledge we possess. So um, if there is delay that you feel is coming from your own counsel, then that relationship has to be explored and alternate options should be considered. <laughs> if the delay is from the other side, well, what, what is causing that delay? If it's a legitimate delay due to uh, um, essentially having to receive more records or a health issue on that other individual, that's fine. But if it just appears to be a tactic, because there is the drop that rule, if you don't move the action in three years or more, the other side can come back and say, hey, you haven't moved the action in a material step. I'm going to make an application to dismiss your case. Um, so I guess that's one option mm. you would have if the other side delayed it for three plus years. But some people don't want to even wait that long. And then you would make certain applications in court and see... Um, to enforce a timeline, to set a procedural timeline. Uh, so there are mechanisms to help with that. My guest this morning is Steve Dimick from Dimick Law. Steve, I was uh, looking at your website and there's one page that caught my eyes and I haven't seen it on any other law firm <laughs> websites. And that is the Relax Lounge. How, share with us what the Relax Lounge is all about. Um. So that's an ongoing page on the website, but essentially, I mean, the legal industry itself, people having to deal mostly with legal um, cases 
it's stressful, it's nerve-wracking, people have all sorts of emotions, and um, it could be overwhelming. And it, you know, even for myself, I mean, it is overwhelming if I can't um, have some downtime, if I can't relax. So as people are searching, at least on the website, on what they need or information or what kind of service, uh, it's always good, hey, let's take a few minutes, let's completely focus on something else, and there's some colorful images there, there's some puppies, so that might actually uh, assist people in sort of calming down and maybe meditating with the videos. I mean, to each person is different. I've, I've had a lot of reply to that as well, so thanks for pointing out that out, but it's helped some people just kind of refocus. And Can you share with our listeners one thing that you have on that Relax Lounge, if you remember from memory? Um, you have some videos there. Yes, there's about, I think about nine or ten right now. Um, um, there was one with, uh, I think one of the first ones was with a puppy, and he was not, they were not um, doing too well, I think, during training in, 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 us, in, a, in their school, uh, in the puppy school. In the, and, but uh, when it came, I, I think there was an instance when it actually came time for him to step up and help a person on the road. He did that, and it was so impressive to everyone else and so when you check your website and people <laughs> and people go on your bio and people go on the services do you a lot of people also go to the lounge that's the feedback i get from from people that talk to us or sign up to us yes <laughs> so if you're stressed for legal action just go on dimic law website <laughs> and go for the relax lounge um in today's you know uh paced economic conditions how, how can i protect myself what is You know, the one or two nuggets that you can share with us that uh, will help us protect ourselves in this, you know, fast-paced moving economy and, and, and life. Protection, I mean... Whether individual or business. Yeah. On the individual side, I mean, we have people uh, that are very proactive. Uh, I mean, um, they come out of school and they approach us and they say, hey, I want to do a will for myself and my family. I want to make sure uh, that um, if something does happen, that my, my family is protected. And then, so that's one of the main documents is the testament. And um, the other two, which people sometimes don't really know they have the option to do is the power of attorney and the personal directive. So it's the financial and non-financial documentation um, for it's essentially living will is the personal directive. So living documents in case something does happen and the individual potentially loses capacity and then there's all sorts of issues. So their financial and uh, non-financial matters such as uh, healthcare, education, living, where they're going to live, it's, it's, it's taken care of. On the business side, what we're seeing too is, you know, sometimes people, non-arms length individuals decide to partner up. They decide to open up businesses and There's a lot of emotion with, hey, I know this individual, so we're going to have a lot of verbal agreements, potentially, <laughs> which could cause issues down the road. It's important to do it properly. So if there is a partnership, if there's a corporation, incorporate with us, we assist you with that. We get your minute books, which is essential, set up, which is essentially um, having all your uh, financials, all your agreements in one place. Our firm acts as a registered office so if there's any correspondence we take care of that and we take care of drafting and helping you understand the agreement so if there is situation when somebody leaves how does that look like 
how are the other individuals protected and then how does the business run i mean these sound um simple enough to consider but there's there, there's many different aspects to it uh well last question we have about uh, 60 seconds as an entrepreneur what about family trust do you recommend it do you think it's important um i think that um You want to protect, again, it comes back to you want to protect your assets. I have a family, I have young kids. So that's something that, that definitely that people can come to us and explore. Thank you so much, Steve. My guest this morning was Steve Dimmick from Dimmick Law. Thank you so much for having me, David. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.